It's time for you all to wake up and shift your paradigm. This world is the kingdom of darkness and we are living in its last days. It won't be long before the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. The heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat and the earth and everything therein shall be burnt up. The Luciferian elite have been setting up the new world order and now they've established the globalist beast system for the rise of that wicked one and revealing of the man of sin who comes after the workings of Satan. Don't take my word for it. Read the Bible and you'll know that perilous times shall come in the last days. And we are in the last days. Brothers and sisters, this is the Remnant Warrior, and you are now listening to Buy Their Fruits on the Kingdom Productions Network. Buy their fruits, you shall know them. Buy, 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 buy their fruits. Welcome to Buy Their Fruits. This is episode number 34, Intergalactic Totalitarianism. Uh, I'm flying solo uh, today. This is John Briston here, fellow brother in Christ. Uh, Greetings and blessings to all of you out there. Uh, And uh, sadly, Jeremy is not going to be with me uh, during this episode, but hopefully he will be back uh, on with us for... The next episode, um, keep them in your prayers. Nothing urgent. You should keep us all in your prayers. Hope everybody's doing well. Here with me, I have a fellow brother in Christ, um, someone who I can also call a dear friend, a fellow researcher. Um, his name is Conspiracy Kyle. You can find him on Twitter. You can find him on Rockfin. You can find him on BitChute. Uh, you can also find his book that has the same title as this podcast, Intergalactic Totalitarianism on Amazon. Um, Kyle, it's so good to have you on By Their Fruits. Hey, thanks for having me, John. It's great to be here. Yes, of course. Um, and so I guess, you know, first off, uh, we'd like to get to know everybody around here and, you know, how you came uh, to know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, which is, you know, a person's testimony. You know, there's, there's, there's t- you know, two ways that we can proclaim uh, the good news. Ultimately, the 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 best way is to uh, preach the gospel, obviously. But another way is for us to give our testimonies uh, of how we, uh, you know, came uh, to God the Father and Jesus Christ to full submittance, stopped rebelling against God. Um, so, brother, um, you know, can you give us your testimony? Sure, sure. So, I've always grown up in the. Uh in the, in the Baptist church up here in, you know, Northeast Ohio. 
um, ever since I was a, a baby, right? My family, my parents always went to church. Grandparents always went to church. Aunts and uncles always went to church. Um, so at the age of, you know, it's one, it's one of these kind of hazy, hazy things in my mind, probably age of seven or eight, you know, I had, you know, said a prayer, you know, to commit my life to Christ. Um, and, you know, after that, after that point, you know, and, and I know, John, we've talked about this a little bit off mm-hmm. air. It's, it, it, it's one, it was one of those things where, you know, many years went on and I, I called myself a Christian, but didn't bear any fruit. Right. You know, that's the name of this podcast, right. By the, by their fruits, you will know them. And I went to Christian school. I went to church. I went to vacation Bible school. I went to, you know, church studies on Wednesday night. I even did like, like Bible, Bible quiz. Does anybody ever do this yes. Bible quiz thing? You know, where, yes. like, you know, where all the kids would go. And I did really good at that. You know, I knew a lot of the, the verses and everything, but it, it was as if, you know, doing all these things almost made me feel like that made me a Christian, you know, like all, that by doing all these things, being in, in these environments, all these like works, was, all these all works, learning, yes. right. Like all this stuff, like it really, it, you know, and, and up through, up through high school, you know, I went to a, you know, private, like Christian, Christian schools and everything. And, and honestly, after I graduated from high school and whatnot, and, you know, met a lot of other people in my life, I was honestly, for many years, I was kind of like ashamed, right? Because like many, everybody, every single other person I knew, like went to public school and went to here and went to there, like, oh, you know, it's just one of those funny jokes. It's like, you know, how old do you have to get before people quit asking you about like high school? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like it's yeah. like, come on, I'm I'm 35 years old. You're asking me what high school I went to, yeah. but it's like, no, I didn't go to that school in that district. I went down to here to the Christian school down here, and you know, I, I was I was I was ashamed of it. And you know, then over the years, I started thinking, it's like, well, why am why am I ashamed of this? I'm I'm calling myself a Christian. Why would I be Why would I be ashamed of of being at a school that that teaches that teaches God's word and, and teaches you to to follow in in the, in the way of the Bible and what God teaches, you know, it's kind of a, kind of a backwards mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, once, um, everything crazy happened with 2020 a few years ago, we, we all know how things have changed, how the world has changed since then, you know, myself and, and a few other close friends really started looking into everything going on to the world, not necessarily from a, from a Christian worldview, but just from a, wow, these governments are crazy. Look at all these things that they're doing to us. Look at all these things that we've never realized about, you know, people we supported and whatnot. And, you know, the other thing that came along with, with being a Baptist was obviously being like a full-blooded Republican too. Like it had to go, (laughs) had to go hand in hand, right? Like, you know, by Bibles, Bibles, Republicans, and and Jesus, it was all this, this big thing. And, but looking back at, and guns, right? All of it, and uh, and patriotism. Got to get your flag out, America. Uh, uh, yeah. Of course, of course, you got to say the, you got to say the pledge of allegiance every morning. You got to say like the Christian pledge, pledge of allegiance and all this stuff. And um, see, that's so, the thing is, so, so at the Christian school, I guess we're quick as this quick aside. They had you do the pledge of allegiance because my Christians, you know, the Christian school yeah. that I teach at, not mine, but the one I, I go to, uh, Cornerstone Baptist, um, in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, we don't say the Pledge of Allegiance. We mm-hmm. never do. And my pastor is firm on this, okay? And it's not that we don't, um, you know, love the the people of this country, that we don't, you know, love the country. You know, it's it's not that we're not, you know, we're not American citizens and we're not, you know, there's a certain amount of hopefully not sinful pride, which is, mm-hmm. I think, patriotism in a lot of ways, or, or at least strong patriotism. Uh, of us being American citizens, but 
we don't say the Pledge of Allegiance because we're not supposed to pledge, you know, an, we're only supposed oath. to make an oath, swear an oath, right. swear an oath uh, except to God. We're, we're Christians first, but we're American citizens second. Okay. Right. And right. so that's why we don't say the Pledge of Allegiance at the school I teach, uh, where, you know, I, I mean, again, I'm in the dirty South. I'm in North Carolina. All right. Like I'm in the South. All right. And yeah. like, you know, and it's weird as I, you know, federal military town for Bragg, right? So you would think that we would, but no, my pastor is pretty strict on that. And I have to agree with them. I think that is biblically sound, uh, you know, and it's not that we would betray our country, but again, we're not going to betray God for our country, you know, right. and hopefully that makes sense to everybody out there who's listening, you know, like I, I'm, you know, I, there's a certain quote unquote, I guess, lack of a better word, pride of me being an American. You know, my family's been here for more than 300 years, you know, but again, I'm a Christian first. My allegiance is to God first, first, foremost, and only my country second. Right. Did you ever, did you ever hear of, okay, I, now that we're talking about this, do you ever hear about, we also did the pledge to the Christian flag. Did you ever do this? No. You ever heard? You ever heard no. about this? We don't do that okay. either. No, 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 no. That no. was. It was also very. It's very bizarre now that I think about it. And I actually had to just pull it up. I don't. It almost know sounds the, Christian dominionist in a way. It's, you it know? Was, it's it's weird. Like I don't. I actually. I don't think they do this at the at the church I used to go to. I think they don't. Many many years ago, I think they got rid of all this stuff. But here's what it is. I just looked it up. It said, "I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag." Into the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one brotherhood uniting all mankind in service and in love. Wow. Wow. I don't like that at all. That doesn't sound uh that doesn't that doesn't sound biblical to me. I, uh, I hope, that, that, I that, hope also I'm sounds, not... that also sounds a little uh little uh questionable. What, what uh, is going uh, on? I hope that's I hope that I didn't find I hope that's the wrong one because that doesn't that doesn't sound like what that say. seems a little bit kind of like mighty I am the theosophical <laughs> almost. Yeah, Jesus I don't is thrown into me. So I don't, I mean, maybe I don't know I'm if wrong. the one we did. Yeah, I don't know if that was the exact one, but but still the same kind of, you know, so swearing you to, to a Christian, to a Christian flag. flag. Why, why not? I, 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 I swear allegiance to God. Like, like you know, yeah, like, like yeah. Why the to the Christian flag specifically? Yeah, you like know? if somebody if somebody in there is not a believer, like why would you why would you swear allegiance to this? But yeah, anyways, that was that was so. Now that we're now that and I even, just even that, as an American, I can never understood why we had pledged allegiance to the American flag when we pledge allegiance to America. Yeah, right. It's like to a to a thing we talk about, you know, idols and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Now we're just pledging to an exact. Yeah thing so um but yeah so we um 2020 hit started researching a lot of a lot of stuff about what's what's really going on with the government and all this thing crazy things happening in the world and it, it leads you down a lot of a lot of rabbit holes you know of course you you know once you first start looking into what they call quote-unquote conspiracy theories of course in the early 2020s was especially if you were a republican it was well you know Trump is here to, to save us all and look at all the terrible things going on in the celebrities and the politics and that. And a lot of those are probably, probably accurate. A lot of terrible things that go on. So but instead of leading you to God, they leave you in rabbit holes, which makes yeah. you go down instead of looking, yes. looking up. So it, it, exactly. But you know, the, the, the interesting thing is that, you know, myself and a few good friends of mine, um, it got us to realize that the world was so dark and so evil that, there has to be um there there has to be 
a, a positive light, you know, not in a new age sense, right? But there has to be a, a balance. There has to be a reason that that people hate God so much and mm-hmm. serve Satan so much. That leads you to believe that Satan is real, which then if, if Satan is real, then you kind of work work then backwards. God has the, to be real. Right. You work backwards through this algebra equation to get you to the point that, well, well God is real. And, you know, it, it's something that I never really thought about too much in my life, but it really made it more 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 real to me. Like, why would people be so diametrically opposed to everything that is that is right? And now everything is so so inverted nowadays. So um, any anyway, so I started you know, thinking a lot more of this stuff. And then just, you know, within the past several months, God really put it on my heart to root out a lot of, a lot of things in my life and really fully give my life to him. Not just, not just say it, but to actually, to actually live it. Yeah. You know, cause many people I knew probably had no idea that, that I called myself a Christian because I didn't, I didn't talk about it. I didn't, I didn't live my life in a way I live my life just like anybody else. So there was no, you lived food. your life like the world, the world. At- Absolutely. And, um, God put it on my heart. I, I got rid of, I got rid of alcohol. I got rid of drugs. I got rid of other things in my life. Um, and now recently have been getting my, my family back to get, getting back into church, praying, reading my Bible every, every day. Um, you know, talking about a lot on my, you know, quote unquote, Star Wars theme podcast, which we'll, we'll talk about mm-hmm. throughout this episode, but God has really, um, put it on my heart and mind that, if you want to follow me, you have, you, you should be, you should be bearing fruit, not just saying it in, in name only, because um, that's a hypocritical, hypocritical thinking. And that's, you're going to get thrown out with, with the others. If you are are claiming something, but have denied it. Like I said, like I was ashamed that I went to a Christian school. So yeah. like that by, by proxy, that's, that means being ashamed of following in, in a Christian path or being in a Christian family you know, so it, in, 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 in essence, it's being ashamed of Christ. So, um, and I don't want to, I don't want to live that. I only might want to live my life that, that way anymore. And, yeah. um, not that my life is perfect by any way, shape oh, or no. form, but I, Neither I, is mine. I, I feel th- there's just, a, 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 there's just something different. I feel from, from day to day as, as I go on through this path and it's, it's really pr- like prayer. One last thing I want to touch on the testimony before we get into some other, other topics is, um, you know, prayer is one of those, is, is one of those kind of things that the mainstream likes to laugh at, right? Oh, you're just praying to this invisible person in the sky and you know, what does it do? And, Oh, your prayers didn't help these mass tragedies that happened. Maybe you should have prayed harder, but you know, prayer, prayer works. It just doesn't, mm-hmm. It's not, you know, and it may I may not I work com- in the way we want it to. God's not a genie. Right. Yeah. That's why I told my wife the other day. I'm like, is prayer, is God a, like a drive through? Is God like a scratch off ticket? Like where, you know, right away what, what his answer is and like, no, that's not true. But there are certain times in my life where prayer is answered. Like, like for me specifically, like my one friend, I have a good friend who helped plan a church about, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years ago. And as like they were doing the construction, building everything, the the future pastor of the church says, okay, everybody here, I want you to write down the names of a few people that you want to pray for. And then we're basically building the church on top of this, the the names of these people that we want to pray for. And my friend Ronnie, he wrote down three people's names like seven, eight years ago. And since that time, two out of those three people have come to Christ. Right. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a wild thing when you, when you think about it, um, that 
the effect that prayer can have in in ways that you don't even think. And, and you know, my family, my 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 parents, aunt and uncles, everybody have been praying for me my whole life. My sister has always been encouraging me, like, "Hey, listen to this message from my church. Listen to this. Do this." And you know, and I never, you know, I, I just thought I could just live my life however I wanted. But there was just yeah. this ur- urging that I've I've felt this whole time that I was that I was doing everything my own way, and yeah. that there's there's only one way that that leads, and that's to to destruction. And it's, it's when you, when you give your life over to God, when you give your life over to believing in Christ, that he is the way, the truth and the life, there is, um, your life is, is, is dramatically changed. And it's, and it's something you, you can't just, just, just rest on saying, Hey, guess what? I'm a Christian. Whoa, whoop de doo You have yep. to live, you live it every day. And you, you read the Bible, you pray every day, you, you give things up to God. You know, there's, I used to be so angry and upset about a lot of things, whereas now, I'm going to let me stop and, and pray, you know, at, at times where I never thought to do it before. I thought, well, I'm just going to pray once in the morning and once in the evening, very legalistic style. Like, no, that th- that's okay. that's great. But but do you, do it you says find yourself ceasing? Yeah. Do you find right? yourself having a conversation with God throughout your whole entire day? Because yeah. I do. And, you mm-hmm. know, in my head and and, you know, and that's what you know, it's a that's one of the 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 primary you know um primary beliefs within christianity that's true and separates it from all other religions at least to my knowledge is that we have a personal relationship because god's holy spirit dwells within us as born again believers mm-hmm. to god the father to jesus christ with the holy spirit and so you know we since you have that personal relationship you know um we go to the father humbly in prayer. You humble yourself mm-hmm. to pray to an all, all powerful, um, you know, all knowing, all righteous, all holy, all loving God, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and sometimes when he answers your prayer, sometimes it's not yet. And sometimes it's flat out. No. Yeah. Um, and, you know, ultimately, you know, whatever, you know, the answer to the, our prayers are, um, you know, it is according to God's will. Mm-hmm. It's according to a sovereign will, ultimately. And it's not, like you said, like, to me, it used to be before I go to bed at night. Like, I like I used, it took, it was only till here recently. I'll, t- I'll, I'll talk about this on podcast. It's only the past few months that I started praying and blessing my food before every meal. But it's not as like some sort of like, you know, like, 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 a rich, like a rich, like a ritual. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. doing it because I'm humbly submitting myself, as Jesus told us to do, and blessing my food and giving thanks to those who thinks thanks to God for being giving me the ability to be able to buy the food and to have the food, and right. bless the hands to those who prepared the food for me, you know, and you know, bless those who prepared the food for me, you know, and so to give thanks. You know, and ultimately to give thanks to God. And so it's a yeah. humble submission. It's not like I'm doing this ritualistically, you know, right. and that's how I looked at prayer as a child is I would say my prayers before I went to bed and it was a ritual. There was no, mm-hmm. um, there was no communicate, you know, like, a, like, a, like sometimes I would talk with God. Sometimes it would, but a lot of times it was just rituals, just, you know, it's, you pray before you go to bed, right? And there's one, there's an excellent book. If you want to read one of the, the best books on prayer ever written, it's Prayer Asking and Receiving by John R. Rice. Okay. 
it really droned in how important prayer is as important as reading the Bible. And mm -hmm. people neglect both, yeah. you know? And it is a way for us to talk to and humbly submit to our Father. Yes. And, you know, and it's important. You know, a lot of people neglecting, and I'm not saying that I'm, you know, <laughs> perfect. And I, there are yes, there are times where I should pray, and I probably don't. And, mm -hmm. but, yeah. you know, that's what, where praying without ceasing comes in because that's how it's supposed to be. Right. You know, and the thing is, I remember when I was a new ager, I believed, well, we don't have to pray about the small stuff to God because God knows what we need. You know, it was always like, oh, we don't have to pray to God this time, or we don't have to pray to God. And I remember, you know, me, I remember telling my wife, if I die, I don't want a call to repentance after my, you know, when I, I don't want the pastor to a call to repentance at my funeral. Where now I'm like, of course I won't. Why would I not? Well, right. you know, why would of I course. not? Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh -huh. And so, and so, you know, so, you know, I, things change, you know, like yeah. when I was a new ager, the way I looked at prayer was silly. It was like a, it was like, a, it was like a child, you know, God was a genie, you know, and, and now, you know, as a born again Christian, it's a praying is a way that you can have a personal relationship with right. God, the father. And the more you do it, the more likely that you're going to have a more intimate relationship with God, Jesus, and the Holy and the Holy Spirit that dwells within you. Okay, um, I, I'm I'm pretty sure on that. I mean, that's even you know scripturally you know sound. Um, and I get you know one thing I want to mention too is something you mentioned is I believe the uh, the letters to the churches. Um, you know, I agree with uh, Aaron Falkman on this that they represent different time periods within the quote unquote history of the of the church or the history of the body of christ okay mm -hmm. and so we are in the church of Laodicea. the church especially in america has grown fat and lazy and hasn't been persecuted and you know and 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 so you know jesus says you know to that church and i do believe it also exists in Laodicea at that time too but it's a type and shadow of the modern church that we're in today yeah mm-hmm I know thy works that that thou art neither cold nor hot. I I would thou work cold or hot. So, you know, Jesus would rather them be, you know, cold or hot, preferably hot, but you know, definitely not lukewarm. Sitting on the fence and being weak, mm -hmm. okay. And so then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou say I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest now that thou art wretched and miserable, poor and blind and naked. So look how rich and wealthy we are here in the United States. And do we humbly, I mean, in a general sense, okay, do we humbly go to our Father and ask for things? There are many right. Christians who verily pray. Who barely pray to pray, very barely pray by themselves, even less pray corporately among the body of Christ. I mean, you know, we we don't face persecution here in America like the Christians did in the first century, but it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. And so Jesus says, I counsel thee to buy of me uh, of me gold tried and fire, and thou mayst be rich in white raiment. 
Thou must be clothed in the shame of nakedness, do not appear, and anoint their eyes with eye salve that they may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, be zealous, therefore, and repent. So even these lukewarm, they're still born again. They're just not out there bold. They're not out there preaching the gospel. They believe, but they're barely bearing fruit, or they're bearing, or they're bearing their faith is dead and their fruit is dead. They're still on the branch, but they're not bearing yet. They're lukewarm. Okay. And so, you know, Jesus is saying, repent, be boldened, be boldened so you can be. A, you know, counted righteous. You know, when when the when the you know when the I I believe in a mid tribulation rapture, likely maybe a maybe post trip too, not pre trib, but you know, you know you want to be you want to be um you want to be counted. You know, held you know you want to be accountable in that regard. So you know, Jesus is telling those lukewarm Christians. It's better for you to go ahead and get bolded now. And it's better for you to turn to God now. And it's better if you stop being lukewarm now. So eventually I'm going to put you through some persecution that's going to make you bold. Okay. And right. he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overco overcometh while I grant to sit with my throne, he also overcame and is set down with my father in his throne. And he have an ear, let hear his spirit is saved to churches. So, you know, when I first became born again, I was timid. I know I, I, I was timid. I was, you know, afraid to preach the gospel to the world. And Jesus, you know, of course, says, if you deny, you know, you know, me, I'll deny you to the father. Now, ultimately, I think that's for people who don't believe because Peter denied Jesus three times. Three times. And still was saved. Okay. And and I will say this, you know, definitely in the last days, especially now, you, you probably shouldn't deny God to save your skin. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and, and Lord knows, hopefully that I'll be strong enough that when the true persecution comes that I won't, I don't think I will, but I hope that I'm strong enough and the Holy spirit keeps me strong enough to be able to face, face martyrdom if need be. Right. And, I, and it's one of the things I pray yeah. for is, is every day is boldness, yeah, right? Like I'm, 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 I'm the same way. Like it's, it's, it's hard for me. You know, I, I, I do a podcast where, most of the stuff I do on podcasts, I, I, it's already pre-written out or like I write it down and I produce it, this and that. And um, I'm better in kind of the written word than kind of like an oral kind of conversation of back and forth with somebody who needs to understand what, what the gospel is. And it's it's hard, but but it's one of those things that just because it's hard doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. And, be, and if you can't do it, then then pray about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like I like I, I, I every every day. You know, this maybe this might sound weird to some people, but like as someone with kind of like an introverted personality, every day, you know, like when I take a shower, I'm just like going over every conversation I had from like the past day. Like I'm, I'm basically like litigating against myself for all the things like I should have said in every yeah. conversation. Yeah. And and recently, I'm like, you know, this is kind of silly. Why don't I just pray instead? You know, instead yeah. of instead of yeah. tying my own stomach up in knots about things I could have done or should have done, it's like why am I just living in regret about conversation I did wrong? Why don't I pray for for God to help me the next time those situations come up? And just give and, it over you know, to God. The, just give it over to God, right? And 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 it, and it saves you a lot of 
it saves you the trouble of thinking you have to do it all yourself. And that's what a lot of people Lord struggle knows we with. Can't. We can't. So many, so many people is like, oh my gosh, I have to do do this and do that. It's like, it's like yes, but you can ask, you can ask for help. You can ask God to help you, and He and He and He will if you come before Him, like you said, boldly. If you come bold, you know, humbly and boldly before the throne, God will God will answer your your prayer. You yeah. know, and it's 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 one of those things that people people really just want things that they can quantify, and it's not really something you can you can quantify. You know, should you be saying? God, please let me get this $10 million sports car. No, that's stupid. No, but I pray, I pray every day for things like that. Pray for boldness, pray for helping to more fully embody the fruit of the spirit, you know, helping to be slow to anger, help me to be gentle and loving with my, with my family and those that I can have conversations with about, you know, I even, you know, pray for people that have had physical ailments and stuff, right? Like I pray for, you know, God's, God, God's healing with them and, and and if 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 nothing else, just the strength for people to get through these these situations, you know. So yeah. um, whereas our growth as Christians, you know, the you know the moment we became born again, you know, that's justification. We have been saved, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have your sanctification. We are being saved, okay, and that's growing. You know, it's with the Holy Spirit growing in you. You know, um, you know, you drawing closer to God and to Jesus. Um, and then, you know, we will be saved, which is glorification, which is later when we're, you know, either in heaven or when we get our glorified bodies, you know, uh, um, you know, t- towards the end of recorded time in New Earth, New Jerusalem, right. you know, so, you know, it's, it's, look. And, and, and I'll say even just with, with, with prayer, you know, I think mm-hmm. the, the important thing too is, you know, I, I know I'm not, I, I don't always have the bold words to say, and, you know, I, I pray to God many times, like, "Hey, help me." But God doesn't understand. expect you to. He, he you doesn't, and, and I say, you know, Lord, help me to find ways to to talk with my family, to talk with with my kids about this this stuff, and also just to use me personally as I walk my life for, yeah. like, like they say, for those who see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So sometimes it's almost I don't want to say the word you know by osmosis, but still that's kind of what it is, right? By people seeing how you live your life, how 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 your life has been affected, can affect other people's life sometimes without you even having to to say anything you know well, that's obviously a form there, of grace that god's showing people by you living as a christian outwardly right. um you know and in your family too paul writes about that you know they they've received greater grace you know by you being a christian you know same with my family by me being a christian by us being born again uh that is uh, you know a way that god shows grace is by us living as christians which is a very hard almost impossible thing to live up to you yeah know? absolutely because we, are, we have our flesh you know yeah. and it's like you know sometimes you're like you know lord you know please forgive me you know hopefully i can be a better representation uh, of your son because we're all going to fall short you know yeah. um mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it, but it is a form of grace you know there right. that's one way another way is the gospel being preached obviously you know, in other ways, by people hearing people's testimonies, you know, I'd say ultimately the good news is 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 the highest priority. But there are different ways in which God shows a person grace, and that's right. how we're saved: is the grace that God shows us, and then through our faith, you know, we you know we are saved, you know, right. and so and then from that we produce good works, we produce good fruit, um, you know, and so it's not by anything that we do lest any man shall boast 
you know, it wasn't by us. It's by God. Ultimately, you know, it's like, I believe mm-hmm. it's one last thing. And then, you know, we'll start, we'll start discussing kind of the esoteric occultism of star Wars, but, um, the way that I look at, uh, you know, salvation and some people might disagree with this analogy is, um, Jesus, you know, is knocking on the door, um, you know, as it says in revelation, uh, to, to enter and have supper with us. And, um, for some he's knocking louder. That's when greater grace is showing. For some, he's knocking less, you know, it depends if they're given over to a reprobate mind at a certain period of time. Okay. And eventually if a person does become born again, it's not that, you know, what happens is, is everybody who's not born again is pressing against the door and Jesus is not able to, you know, come in. Okay. And then those who, you know, do, you know, become born again, they stop resisting and pressing up against the door. And so Jesus is able to come in. So it's not by any action that we have done. It is by an inaction of stop, of, of, of stopping our rebellion against God. Okay. And our unbelief and by us believing. So we're not saved by any action or any work that we have done. Okay. And action is an action. That's not how physics work. Okay. And so, you know, and so that's how I believe, you know, as far as the way I explain um, how a person becomes born again. Um, now, some people may disagree with that, you know, um, analogy. Um, but I, you know, I've talked to other, you know, Christians who say that it is biblically sound to, you know, discuss it that way. Uh, you know, and then later, of course, when we have the supper with Jesus, you know, then, you know, we, 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 you know, depending on, you know, how we both listen to Jesus and listen to our father and heed his commandments and how we treat one another is how we bear fruit. Right. You know, and, and, and so, you know, every, anybody can say a prayer, you yes. know, but it, it's not the, it's not the prayer. It's not the words that save you. It's, it's the in, intent of your, of a humble and contrite and repentant heart. Yes. That is what is what will ultimately save you. You know, I think that's, you know, when many years ago when I was six years old, and I think even when I was, you know, in like middle school, went to like a church retreat or something, there was kind of like a a, a a bonfire. Hey, everybody come and say, if you want to have your life, you know, transformed, right? And it's a very emotional thing where you get hyped up and then you go back to your own living. And you're like, well, that was, uh, okay. I, I said, I said this thing in, in the heat of the moment, but was it, did it transform my life or was I just kind of being, you know, part of this ex, quote unquote experience? And the right? gospel, you, it the message of the gospel is easy. The good news is yeah. easy. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is easy to believe. And there are some people who do honestly humble themselves and become saved through experiences like that, that you've mentioned. Okay. But it's not just saying a prayer in the in of itself, without the humbleness, without the believing, without the faith, with the without the inaction of, you know, resisting God anymore, you know, like that you can't like there are many sadly, there's people who think they're Christians just mm-hmm. by saying a prayer. And when some people would say this is easy believism, but I would say I hate using that term because the gospel is easy. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's simple. The better word than easy, it's simple. Okay. But um, you know, just saying that prayer 
if you have if you don't believe, if you have no faith, if you don't understand the simpleness of the gospel, and some people don't, you know, they 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 they, they repeat that prayer, but they really don't understand, you know. And so sadly, they think they're saved, they're born again, but they're not. Right. You know. And that's why it's you like, it's like, it's like saying, you're in the faith. It's like saying you're saying you're in a marriage, but I'm only gonna go see them from nine to ten AM on Sunday morning. Right. Yeah. Like that that's that's not a that's not a marriage. That's a, that's a fraud. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. if you if you say, Well, I well, I go to church, I do this, like, well, no, that's it, it has to encompass it has to be a part of your your entire life. And it's also something I've heard too, and this this will be the last analogy that I give. It's like you have a phone, right? And you can't call the president on your phone. Okay. It's impossible for you to call the president on your phone. But the president can call you and you can pick up the phone and answer. Okay. I've also heard mm -hmm. that analogy as well, too. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, I, I don't, it may not work with our current president, but I, well, but that is I, true. I, he doesn't, know I, where I, get, phone I is. get to, I get the larger point. Right. 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 <laughs> uh, but you know, we are not, we, there, you know, there are no works, you know, the, the, right. that's the thing that separates Bible believing, believing Christianity, the true gospel, the objective truth of God, the father and Jesus Christ, and the Holy spirit, you know, that separates that from the, you know, rest of all other false religions. Cause only one can be true. Not to contradict each other, they'll coexist to contradict. So, um, right, but, you know that's that that's that's another whole discussion again. I'll start on that. So, okay, so let me ask you this: How long have you been a fan of Star Wars? Oh man, you know, and and this kind of tying back to the you know talk about the testimony, you know, it, it's like I, I swear I, I I would used to have like a longer testimony about how long I've been a Star Wars fan versus how long I've been a Christian, which is problematic in and of itself right like i remember where i was this 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 that but it's, you know probably like fifth or sixth grade you know my friends got me the you know for any for any you know younger listeners here i got the got the vhs copies i probably have them behind me back here the vhs copies of the original star wars and and went home and watched these um probably like fifth or sixth grade something like that and um it was just like nothing i had, i had seen before you know up to that point i was into you know, a lot of different fads that had kind of come across, right? There was, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mario Brothers, you know, all those classic 80s and early 90s kind of things. And then that kind of, that thing kind of hit and it just, um, you know, I I, hate, I I don't like to use the word transform my life because that's that's very, uh, um, in, in retrospect, that's, that, that's wild to think about. But, you know, I would say for many years, it probably was my religion. You know, I, I knew more about these movies and these characters and the the scripts and the books yeah, and the quotes yeah, yeah. than anything in the Bible, you know. Um, and and I really kind of just appreciated the aspect of, you know, you know, a, a kid can accomplish, you know, amazing things. Right. Um, yeah. A, as an adult, though, you know, I, you know, so kind of going back to my, my testimony there back in you know 2020 mid 2020 as i was learning all this stuff about how the world worked i was like man there's a lot of parallels to stuff going along in star wars so i kind of started i started a podcast called conspiracy in the force um which i talk about which i kind of started talking about a lot of that that stuff you know political elements spiritual elements that tied in from the movies and in um and in our world because when you look at these things again from a from an adult's perspective you know there's a whole other layer that you notice 
um, a whole other kind of spiritual aspect um, to it, as, especially when, you know, you talk about the occult and, and new ageism, stuff like mm-hmm. stuff like that, that stuff that never really had had registered, you know, up until a few years ago. But there's so many elements of these movies that have these um, occult type symbolic things in them that are like I said, it, they're hard. It's 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 a little bit harder to pick out than like if you look at something like Harry Potter, right? It's it's witchcraft in your face. There are witches and wizards doing things. Like it's it's very in your face. But when you look at Star Wars, people think about Star Wars like, well, it's just this grand battle of uh, good versus evil, right? There's good wizards and there's evil wizards, mm-hmm. and they just there's this magical thing. Um, that they connect to and then the, the the bad guys do something and the good guys defeat them in the end. But the the the, the thing that blew my mind the most was, um, you know, my dad, and that's the one thing my dad always says, he's like, well, he's like, Star Wars, it's, it's kind of cool because it is, it shows that, that, you know, good will always kind of triumph in the end. And I'm like, well, that's a good, that that's a fine, you know, symbol, whatever. But then one of my teachers in, in Christian school, he's like, Kyle, think about this though. In our world, Every whenever people are born, they're born like with a sin nature, right? Like we inherently have a have a desire for for sin. In in this Star Wars universe, it's it's the complete opposite way. It's that's why you people say, well, this person turned to the dark side, right? He was he obviously was unless some unless you physically do something, you're just a good person. It's it's kind of that you know small g god like we're all these there are all these small g gods yeah throughout this this universe but you have to physically make a choice to be bad is it the metachlorians in them <laughs> probably oh my gosh that, that that thing is wild but but like you know what i'm saying like that would that's the one major major difference and it's it's very subtle though if, if you if you don't if you don't see it that way because um it's a complete contrast to what our world actually is and, and what's and what sin actually is. Um, but they also do mention a lot in Star Wars, which I like they say, uh, Luke asks, he says, well, is the dark side stronger? And Yoda's like, no, but it's quicker, it's easier, and it's more seductive. You know, just like think about think about trying to follow the path of Christ versus, you know, like the temptations of this world. You can, with your, with your smartphone, right, you can... You can see any anything you want, any disgusting, disturbing thing you want in the in in the blink of an eye. You can go anywhere. You can go drink anything. You can find any drug. You know these things are very swift and, and seductive if you if you let yourself be 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 tempted. But that that was one thing that really blew my mind was the the dichotomy of everybody starts out as as good in okay. this world. So about the metachlorians, real quick, just a side note about that. Uh, it reminds me of Scientology. Mm-hmm. And using an e-meter to determine if you're clear or not. Is there I've always thought about that. Like, is there any like like some they even joke about that with the Metachlorian stuff, right? That like so you yeah. have like so Metachlorians are like these microscopic so supposedly in the Star Wars universe, intelligent life forms, uh the living yeah. cells of all human beings. They kind of base it off of mitochondria. Mm-hmm. Uh, which are the powerhouses of our cells. Um, so, you know, and, and so I guess, you know, it would, it would, d- depending on um, if it's a, um, 
you know, a Jedi or a Sith, right? Would depending on how how much uh Metachlorians that they had, right? If I remember that correctly, I think it, it, I, yeah. I think yeah, Luke Skywalker it, it, had the highest amount, right? Or am I or am I that wrong? That or probably like Yoda, I think, but I think it um it also kind of also ties to kind of like a like almost like a blood type too, because there's also this weird element in Star Wars of like a royal line of people, right? Like anybody has these midichlorians within them, but only certain people can attain a higher level, right? Like oh, Luke Skywalker and his father and the emperor. It's like going up the ranks of Scientology or the ranks of Freemasonry or yeah. insert, you know, occult, yeah. you know, occult group here yeah which a lot of people when like the prequel movies came out when they introduced that idea a lot of people were kind of put off by that because the idea of of the original star wars was like hey any kid um can become a jedi and do this and then he he's like well no not really you have to be in this family and you have to have a really high account here and so it, it kind of like sets up different classes of of people you know in in like the prequel movies the one thing that was really unfortunate about them. I think in retrospect, I think they're pretty good, but it, it did set up these, these, these classes of people you only ever really interacted with like the, uh, the upper 1% of society. Like you never saw like how, how the rest of the galaxy dealt with this, you know, quote unquote, noble Republic, which was, cr which was slowly crumbling. Yeah. Um, you only see like the, the senators and the Jedi and the chancellor like you, you never saw anything out outside of that, but it, but it did show how how corrupt you know politics were, and a lot of people didn't appreciate that at the time, and I don't think I did either because I was like twelve years old. But look, but looking at it now is, um, you know, you had this decaying kind of society, almost you know Weimar Germany esque, where it's uh, devolving into something, and somebody's able to come in swoop up and take over take over control but yeah as far as the midichlorians go it, it it's kind of like a like a blood type like a lineage type of type of situation yeah um i think it was anakin that had, had the higher amounts of midichlorians or maybe luke did like i don't know who knows it's it's it, but yeah. but then that plays into whoever had the highest midichlorian count was closest to the force right so whoever was yeah. closest to the force was supposedly known as the chosen one yeah so the whole the chosen one thing is wild so they said anakin who darth vader obviously became darth vader he was the chosen one of this old prophecy and you know then you start to get into where lucas really liked to blend blend every world religion together uh into a lot of things like he was born of a virgin birth anakin skywalker was so you hear that you're like okay really Come on, we're doing that. Is this what we're doing here? Um, but he uh, he he grows up. He they call him Hayes, the chosen one. He grows up. He turns evil for twenty plus years. But at the end of his life, he comes back good and and restores the galaxy. So like in 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 technicality, yeah, he was the chosen one that saved the galaxy. But it wasn't in it wasn't in the timeline that everybody thought it would thought it would be and it, it kind of um you know a quick biblical parallel to that you know like my church we actually recently did a study on on the book of on the book of habakkuk mm -hmm. um the prophet habakkuk and in the, the major thrust of that story is that he saw how decayed the uh the the israelite society was 
and he was praying to God, like, Hey God, can you, you need to do something about this. You need to, to fix these things. He's like, well, okay, I'm going to fix it, but it's going to get worse. You know, the Babylonians are going to come in and take over. They're going to kill a lot of people. They're going to take a lot of people into captivity, mm-hmm. but you're, you're so basically you're going to have to wait on, on things to, to get back to uh, where you think they should be. So that's one interesting parallel in, in, in Star Wars is this person they said we were supposed to be the chosen one. For many years, he was evil and destroying the galaxy. And then, you know, and then through the love of his son, he ends up turning at the at the very end. So, yeah, so technically he was he was the the chosen one of this prophecy, though it just didn't it didn't turn out in the timeline that everybody thought it would. They thought he was just going to destroy destroy the emperor before he got to take over and everybody was going to be happy. No, it, it took many years of like turmoil for it to really for that to, to, to come to, to come to being just like Jew, you know, the Jewish people, uh, you know, during, you know, Jesus Christ's time expecting the conquering King to come, uh, and completely, you know, um, you know, in, in, uh, inappropriately understanding and right. discerning the old, you know, Testament prophecies of the Messiah being a suffering servant first. Right. And later coming back as a conquering king, the king of kings and lord of lords, which is our Messiah Jesus Christ. Um, and so, you know, you you know, how you know, them, you know, waiting, waiting under uh, Roman occupation, right? You know, waiting and waiting and waiting. And and then, you know, they, they crucified Jesus because, you know, though Jesus had come to save them from the bondage of sin. Uh, for those who believe that he was the Messiah, and also from death too, as well, because you know believers won't t- t- test the sec- taste the second death, just being cast to the outer darkness like fire. Um, but you know they were like, no, 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 we don't want the suffering servant. No, 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 we want we want the conquering king. We want to be out right. of Roman oppression now, you right? Know, which you know, thinking of worldly things instead of thinking of more you know spiritual, you know, eternity type you know thinking, which is. You know, yes, you're not going to be saved under Roman persecution now, but you're going to be saved from sin and death and set right. from sin and death, which Jesus forget, came to free the captives, yeah. and that's what he came to free the captives from. And I forget the ex- exact um, chapter. It's either in Matthew or in John, but, you know, Jesus actually had to flee from the people before because they wanted to. They wanted because many of times. all the, oh, many times of all the wonderful things he was doing, they wanted to crown him king, and he said, "No, that's not that's not what I'm here for." Like you and guys are to kill him too, both yeah, both right. times, you know. And, right. and so, um, okay, so let me ask you. I'm gonna go. We're gonna come back to the coldest Star Wars, but I have a question from a governmental standpoint and from a societal standpoint. Would you say that George Lucas is uh, kind of like his? Um, his beliefs being put through his work as star Wars, would you say politically he was probably likely some sort of communist or socialist? Uh, or, and then here's another question to that from a philosophical worldview standpoint, would you believe that he was a futurist or universalist or something to that effect like what would you ascribe to because we know a gene roddenberry gene roddenberry was a straight up communist all right like, there's no like there's no like you can't <laughs> there's no sugar going there's also futurist too okay it's part of the world future society all right but like mm-hmm. with lucas like where do you think his 
through you know Star Wars and the kind of like the archetype that Campbell put forth the King Hero's journey, right? Which is, you know, ultimately, you know, Luke Skywalker, you know, you know, um, you know, with eventually the help of his father Anakin, defeating Emperor, you know, the Emperor, right? Emperor Palpatine and 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 everything. So, you know, um, where 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 do you think? Lucas's ideology, uh, I, uh, ideologies, um, you know, uh, lie. Right. I, I don't. I don't know if it was if it was communist, but he's definitely a a, a a very strong leftist. He's definitely a strong California Democrat. I mean, he may, he's made no bones about that. He's done lots of stuff with with the Obamas, with Nancy Pelosi over the years, and mainly because his wife is very politically aligned. But but anyways. Um, Coming, um, they said he said that really the original Star Wars movies, um, I think he kind of modeled this this empire he had said, like out of like the Nixon administration and like a lot of the scandals and things that that were going on with, with there. Um, I don't honestly know enough enough about history. So, I, to so, study out, more so about out of a Fabian socialist fascist conservative. You know, pre CMP John Birch Society type government. That's what he modeled the empire after. Yeah, it's it. That's what it. That's what it sounds like. And also, he was also um very very anti anti Vietnam uh, involvement as well, which I think you saw in you saw that clearly in Return of the Jedi when he had when he had the um the native Ewoks defeating this large war machine that came to their to their land um now when you say universalist can you can you define that real quick because i think he probably is there's different types of universalism so i would say from a spiritual standpoint that all world's religions contain some sort of truth in it and all paths lead to god yeah i would say that's definitely what he's doing because he was definitely a, a student of of joseph campbell who you know the joseph campbell um you know, Hero of a Thousand Faces, a, a book I've read. Very, it's interesting. I don't I obviously don't hold to a lot of the stuff that he talks about in there. Um, but he wanted to. George Lucas wanted an, an amalgam of all world religions, all stories through history into one story that could be easily digested by children. You know, it was originally meant for for kids. So it's an easy way um, to, to to spread universalism and spiritualism absolutely. To, to children. Absolutely. And and it was through the and it was through the guise of, well, you know, we just came out of Vietnam. We came out of this Nixon administration, all this crazy stuff happening. Like, look at a lot of the movies that came out in like the, the early 70s, like really depressing kind of stuff. You know, Apocalypse Now, like Taxi Driver, a lot of really, really depressing stuff, which which came out of the depressing um thoughts of of people after this you know long long many years war that that went on which was a complete waste of time um that just really devolved people's senses and, and whatnot into what what was good and what was bad and he said i want i want something that he said was just a pure black and white like hey here's the villain here's the hero the hero is going to defeat the villain King's hero's a, journey hero's yeah. journey yeah like in a, in a nutshell and and it's really if you think about it it's it's not really a groundbreaking story idea but like i said he he just kind of amalgamed all the 
the Greek and Roman, all this mythology over the years into a story. And um, but the visuals at the time and the THX sound and everything was revolutionary from filmmaking at that time. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the story is kind of basic if you really think about it, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. need to be complex when you're casting spells, quote unquote, with the music, the score, which is which is nice, uh, you know, with the visuals, which were good for the time. You know, mm-hmm. like with all of the special effects and everything, you know, people are inside movie theaters raptured, you know, you know, enthralled by what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's he's definitely as you know, as it's called Star Wars, but he's a very anti-war person, you know, even coming to like the prequel films, he's made no bones about the fact that that the emperor and Darth Vader were modeled after after Bush and Cheney you know, in a lot of their warmongering. Um, so he, it's a very, he has a very anti-war pose, um, but, but also the, the religious aspect um, of Star Wars is very, very Eastern. It's a very Eastern philosophy, um, mostly probably Buddhism, Hin- Hinduism. I, I don't, I haven't fully studied, studied these things enough to know how they, but I, but I know, you know, um, basically speaking, they are religions um, to some aspect with like an impersonal, uh, I would say Buddhism more than Hinduism, which is kind of polytheistic in certain aspects, but Buddhism is all just about yourself, right? It's just about like focusing energy and, you know, becoming the best that you can be enlightened, reaching enlightenment, reaching enlightenment, which is what the force, which is what the force is and what it, and what it represents. So would you say that it, uh, the kind of like a, like a philosophical philosophical concept within Star Wars kind of um, bases itself on the, the the Chinese philosophical concept of the yin and yang, pretty much yeah. with yes. the, the 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 Jedi and the Sith, mm-hmm. and the capability of one to you know do good or evil depending if they're on light and dark which you could say that the modern interpretation of that which all this comes from the mystery babylon religion is yeah masonry right you know and we know within god there is no darkness only light you know so you know it kind of brings like the masonic checkerboard of black and white you know kind of representing um good and evil so in that cosmology though you have these people that represent the light side or the dark side reality sometimes the light side people do dark things and sometimes yeah. the dark side mm-hmm. people do quote unquote light things you right. know and, and and you know and as christians we're supposed to be above that because yeah again mm-hmm. within god there is no you know um there is no darkness you know we're only yeah. supposed to do what god commands us to do to and jesus commands us to do right you know so there is no kind of like philosophical you know, gray areas in, in that regard, you know, we're in the star Wars universe. There is right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will say o- over the years, they've added a lot more kind of gray matter to this, which I think is, is, is helpful to show that it's not just straightforward. You know, if you look at like the prequel movies that took place at the, basically the end of this Republic that after that it became the empire, but they had these kind of Jedi, um, you know, police, right? They were like the Jedi special forces, but also almost like um, they had their own council. It was almost kind of like, you know, very orthodox. They had very orthodox rules, but they were, 
but they were manipulated by dark forces to um to start all these we'll just call them like holy wars mm-hmm. they were manipulated to start all these holy wars which watered down their connection to their religion you know obviously you can draw a very pro- a, probably a very a very easy catholic parallel with that with connection to um to the state and and how that can be problematic um but but I, even i would say with with some recent iterations of star wars they've really been toying with this notion of um, it's not, it's not black and white. This government that takes over after the empire is defeated, this new Republic is as corrupt as what they just uh, took over. And I think that was the thing that, um, that Lucas was missing because he wanted to just a happy ending, right? Like, you know, people, people, that's why people love fairy tales. You know, they lived happily ever after at the end, but as you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, and a lot of our friends who study history know that a lot of rebellions that take over a government can become uh, as evil or worse than what they've taken over. I would say the elite yeah. forbidden all of them, in my opinion, and Satan yeah, ultimately abso- is the first rebeller. But you know, absolutely, absolutely, and it's, and yeah, it's it's kind of like a false rebellion. It just becomes more of the, more of the same. And you see in um, this Mandalorian show, this new this new government that takes over, quote unquote, a democracy. They're still using all the emperor, the empire's old like torture tactics, and they're trying to put people through um, re-education camps, right? So it's like it's like what what did you what were you fighting what were you fighting for? And, and but it's more and that's what a lot of people fans are really upset by this. But for me, I I appreciate it because that's that's more accurate to what actually happens there there when you put your faith in a in a government body to protect you and to keep you safe and to drain the swamp you know you know i'm going with this like it's not going to it's not going to go the way that you think it's going to go and ultimately you're going to be let down because you are putting your faith in people more than more than god and jesus christ and that will always lead to lead to fail lead to failure and it will always um like believing in yourself believing in other people it's it's gonna it's gonna lead you down a down a road that's gonna add, add issues to your life so but fail. i, I, I it's gonna yeah, ultimately I, fail yeah so i i appreciate they're adding some of these elements and some people would say it's too real world but you know whatever they add every other real world narrative into these shows so why not add some of this real world government symbolism too yeah is there, um so i guess you know you know in closing um what do you think of how the Mandalorian? i watched the first season now i will and i will say this um and we talked about this privately you know i'm not a fan of star wars i never have been okay i've seen the movies um you know i think the original movies are the best in my opinion uh, mm-hmm. i also think rogue one is a, a decent yeah, one that's for really good yeah movies. right um i'm not a fan of the prequels i think they're all garbage i'm sorry i just do um and the new ones are they're okay <laughs> they're not that great they're kind of bad uh and so you know i watched the first season of mandalorian with my family and i enjoyed it i thought it was for, for someone who does not care for star wars at all period um that was interesting and I like Giancarlo Esposito a lot. I, I'm really yes. a big fan of Better Call Saul. Really big, yes. big fan of great show, Man. great shows. Um, and so you know, I, I, you know, I, um, 
I, I I liked him in the Mandalorian. Um, but I never finished season two. I never I haven't started season three, obviously. I should go back and actually watch it. But I will say that okay, so one the the guy, one of the main guys that had a lot to do with the Mandalorian, I don't know if he still does, is uh Favel. Yes, Favreau, yep. Uh, Favreau, yeah. Um I think he's very talented. He has a lot of I like the movie Chef that he was in. And I think that um, he really does uh, enjoy the Star Wars universe. Like, it's a passion of his. And I can see why people like Star Wars. I can see why people like The Mandalorian. Um, myself, personally, you know, I, I do think that, you know, Christians, we do have to be careful. Um, you know, especially exposing this to younger children without yes. you know discussing the spiritual implications of the Star Wars universe um I would almost like you said I would I would equate it to Harry Potter it's just more love and light yeah mm -hmm. it's less direct witchcraft in your face mm -hmm. um would you agree with that I, I would, I would, and I will kind of piggyback on what you're saying about, you know, kind of dropping off on, on of the show and I'll, you know, encourage anybody out there. Like if you've been watching a show or wanted to, you know, watching this show or wanted to, you don't have to, you don't have to continue on watching a, a show anymore. If you don't feel that it's, it's something you should be doing, you know, especially like, the Holy Spirit yeah, convicts you on. Like, absolutely. I'm, like I don't think watching Star Wars in and of itself or watching the Mandalorian no. is sinful. Mm -hmm. But if the Holy Spirit is convicting you to stop watching it because it could tempt you into sin, right. then by all means, yes, you should stop. And also, I don't think you should probably show it to a six-year-old or a seven-year-old kid. You Absolutely. know, and it's the same with Harry Potter, you know. And so and I would say Harry Potter is probably more dark as far as yeah. like as far as evil is concerned in your face. But Star Wars is really not much difference. Yeah, and there's a lot of, you know, kids in danger. There's a lot of really scary kind of stuff involving involving kids too. And, you know, I, I will say that it, it's definitely something that, that the Holy Spirit has convicted me about not making it an idol in my mm -hmm. life. And mm -hmm. it's something that I pray about about constantly. You know, like I do a podcast, I've written stuff about it, and um I, I want to I want to use it as a way to to point people back to Christ, but also I I if I'm if I'm convicted that it's something I should give up completely, it is what it is. You know, I don't want to hold I don't want to hold it as such a high esteem, you know. And at a certain point, you know, I feel like I, I knew more know right now in my life I know more about Star Wars than I know about the Bible. And I think that's a I think that's a problem. And um so I will say, you know, I I, I talk about some of this stuff and I don't encourage anybody to go out and, and watch all this stuff. If you don't, if you don't feel that it's, it, it's appropriate or, but you know, um, that's why I want to, because I know a lot of the stuff that's involved with it. That's why I want to kind of point some of this stuff out and let people know that while it sometimes seems a bit innocuous at times, there are some things to, to kind of look out for um, like, like there is with, with everything. Now there are some shows that I have just a hundred percent just, tapped out like i'm not watching this anymore like um you know Bre breaking bad I, I like breaking bad i like better call saul there are some other shows though where it's just it's it, it's so much pure of like an anti-hero um nihilistic mentality 
that you're just like, well, what am I doing here? Like, well, what is this? The Holy Spirit's convicted me on. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and look, I can say some people, I don't understand. They can say they've been convicted not to watch Breaking Bad or not to watch mm-hmm. TV in general. And I understand that. Um, you know, I mean, I, I was watching, um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of the DC universe. I'm not a fan of Marvel, I'm a fan of DC. And I was watching, um, Pennyworth and it was just too violent and too, too yeah. sexual. And the Holy Spirit was like, you know, convicted me. I was like, why am I watching this? And I was like, yeah, yeah I'm, you know, I could even, you know, I made it, I don't think I made it through the full first season before I was like, yeah, I'm not watching this. I'm done watching this. Right. Um, and, and, and so, you know, I, you know, I, I don't, some people would disagree with me. I don't think watching Star Wars in and of itself is sinful. Uh, but, you know, I do believe that, like I said, there should be, like, if it's going to tempt you in the sin, mm-hmm. you're going to make it an idol. You know, if it's going to make you, you know, question your faith. Right. You probably shouldn't. If you're a young kid, you probably shouldn't. Uh, yeah. You know, um, you there know, was like, one, you know, there's one day, I think we had probably talked about this offline, but, you know, I, I always wake up really early in the morning, you know, I, I always do a Bible study really early in the morning. I have young kids, you know, so I like to, I like to have a, a, a really long Bible study in the morning before I kind of get my day going. And one particular day I'm like, okay, I just got to get through this Bible study so I can go watch the newest episode of X star Wars show. So I can start working on my podcast. And yeah. God convicted me so strongly that after I was it was like I felt like physically ill almost after I had finished, you know, doing my Bible study. God was like, really, like you're going to you're going to shortchange me so you can go watch this Disney show that that will that won't provide you any any spiritual value. Mm -hmm. And it was it was something that kind of, you know, a light bulb changed in my life. I'm like, wow, I really need to. I really need to focus on what's 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 important here, and um, especially when it's a situation like that where I'm 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 putting the I'm I'm trying to rush through the things of God, like I'm which like, is the definition of an idol. You know? Absolutely, like, absolutely. And you know, like I have a bunch of Star Wars toys and trinkets stuff. And over the past several months, I'm like, you know, are there are there any? Can I can I get rid of some of this stuff? You know, it it, it it's not some of it's not necessary. It's not edifying. And, you know, it's it's something you really just need to. And we all have these different things in our lives, whether it's Star Wars, whether it's music, whether it's movies. There's there's all these things we need to um, keep keep in check with what with what God says and how we're being convicted by the Holy Spirit. You know, as Paul wrote in First Corinthians thirteen eleven, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understand as a child and I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things, you know, Um and I'm not, you know, saying, you know, that we can't enjoy things that we did as a child, but when it becomes something that you put above your family, when it becomes something you ultimately put above God, uh, you know, it's it's a problem. Uh, you know, like I like to play video games, but I don't nearly have a the time to do so anymore um, because, you know, I'm busy providing for my family. I'm busy, you know, serving God. You know, occasionally I do. Occasionally I do. You know, but you know, ultimately, you know, I I don't you know have uh, the time to do so. You know, it's like sports. You know, do I think watching sports in and of itself is sinful? No. Do I think putting sports in front of God, not going to church on Sunday, right? You know, blah 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 blah. Is that sinful? Making it an idol? Of course I do. You know, um, and I you know we talked about too um, when Jesus spoke to the you know the tax collector asked you know Jesus, well, what am I supposed to do, Lord? And Jesus said, well, just don't 
you know, collect, you know, more tax than you're supposed to. And then the Roman centurion asked the same question. And Jesus says, you know, don't do any more than, you know, that your command to do, you know, outside of, you know, out of your authority, you know, authority that, you know, as far as like the people above Roman centurion, you know, and so, you know, it was the same when I was like, okay, do I give up being an investigative journalist? Like, what do I do, God, you know? And, and then, you know, I came to the conclusion that obviously there's something to, if you, if you become saved that you should stop doing, like, your pornographer, for example, you know, it's, it's, it's blatant sinfulness, you know, if you're a stripper, you know, like, you know, if you're a hitman, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, um, you know, and so, but I mean, you know, there's certain things like you doing your podcast, um, you know, you know, and talking and because you're going to reach a certain sector of us being millennials of Gen Z that like Star Wars you know, and, but you're preaching the gospel as well, and you're 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 pointing out the new ways, you know, uh, you know, mystery Babylon, you know, beliefs that are put forth through these platforms, and you're giving a counter narrative, which is a biblical narrative. You know, I, I think that I think that's useful. I think you are serving God, and at that point, you know, because you are reaching a group of people that normally would not be reached, and are certainly not being reached watching things within the Disney universe that pertains to Star Wars, you know? So I think it does serve God, you know, and I'm not saying you, you do this forever, you know, but, right. you know, but if God's impressing upon you to do it now, you know, I, I will, you know, and hopefully anybody listening will support you in that aspect because you have grown in your relationship with the Lord. You know, none of us are perfect and none of us know everything. It's not going to happen, but you read the Bible. You know, you, 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 you know, and you, you, you dedicated to read it from, you know, Genesis to Revelation, you know, and you were able to do that in a few months, you know, you dedicated yourself to the Lord to do this. So you are growing in your knowledge of the Lord, you know, Colin, and, I, and I've witnessed it, you know, and, 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 and so I'm, you know, I'm appreciative of what you do uh, for, you know, the body of Christ, which you ultimately do for God which is, you know, use the knowledge that you have of watching these pop culture, um, you know, you know, shows and movies, like the Star Wars universe, uh, that a lot of people idolize, that a lot of people love, that a lot of people, um, you know, really enjoy, you know, and, and sitting there and saying, okay, look, this is what they present, but this is what the truth of the Word of God says about it. You know, and right. I think that's important, you know, just like I think, you know, there's Christian video game YouTubers out there, you know, and yeah, it's a fine line. Everything's a fine line. I, I understand that. But, you know, there are true Christians that play video games that preach the gospel and reach an audience of millennials uh, that, you know, hasn't previously, you know, been reached. You know, I have a, a good personal friend of mine who I've done shows with, uh, Free to Captives. Uh, um, hopefully we'll do more shows together in the future. You know, he's DJing in the jungle music scene right now and preaching the gospel through his music. You know, these things can be done, you know? Right. And so as long as the Holy Spirit is not, is, 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 is not, you know, convicting you to stop doing these things and you're not doing anything against God's word, then I don't see how anything's wrong with it. You know, right. um, and I kind of go back to, you know, the story of, uh, you know, sort of Joseph and of, and of Genesis where, you know, his brothers do this terrible deed, sell him into slavery, this and that. And, you know, they end up coming face to face with him many, you know, a while later. And he tells them, he's like, you know, what you meant for evil, God has has turned for good. 
you know, and I think, you know, that, that could be a, a verse that could, you know, people could pervert in certain ways, but, but when I, when I think about it is, you know, these, all these pop culture things are just meant just to be this fluff, um, distraction, right. From, from the world, um, from, from what, what's going on in people's lives and in this and that, but yeah. And for, and, and from God, you know, I mean, how many people, you know, over these past few years just sit there and binge Netflix for 12 to 14 hours a day. It's, it's, it's a very, it's a very sad, sad life. If you think about it, you know, definitely pray for, for anybody that, you know, is that far engrossed into a lot of these, these things. But um, I want to try to use some of these things that, that have just meant to be some disposable piece of, of fiction and, you know, turn it into something that can tell people about, about the Bible. And like, and like you said, I'm going to, I'm going to follow God's lead on this. If it's, if it's, um, if it's something that is, is taking me away from, from the word, from studying the word, from, from serving, from, from church, from, from, you know, um, talking to my family about, about Christ, then yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be a problem. Just like, you know, a lot of things in, in people's lives. So I'm definitely, um, something I'm praying about on a, on a daily, daily basis that it doesn't become, because it, it was, you know, a few years ago when I started this, I was really getting, getting in my head about, Hey, it's really gaining popularity. I was on this show. I was on this show. Like, look at what I'm, look at what I'm doing me personally. And, um, I've, I've, I've had, I've hit a reality check as, as more I've, I've talked about Christ you know, people listening to it have gone, those numbers have gone way down. Um, and it's, you know, obviously it's not about the numbers. It's, um, it, it was a humbling experience when I, when I saw that, but it also made me feel like that was, Hey, maybe I'm, maybe I'm doing the, the, I'm doing the right thing here. I'm, I'm talking about the things of God. I am preaching the gospel more than just saying, well, good wins in the end, you know, like a, a cue yeah. kind of thing. I'm, I'm actually, bringing up Bible verses and this and that, and, um, trying to, to always point people back to, back to Christ and whether 20 people listen or or six people listen, you know, it's, it's, it's irrelevant. God, God didn't say, well, you need to, you need to pump up those, those numbers. You know, those are rookie numbers, right? You, you have to get this big, no, it's, it's, you have, you have, you can reach certain people in, in whatever that is, it is what it is, and I will leave it up to, up to God for how that for how that all works out. Um, but you know, I've had a lot of people say, "Hey, uh, I I'm I'm not a Christian. I, I still listen to your show, even though you're talking about a lot of this, a lot more biblical themes now." So that's that's great. To, that's great to hear as as well. So hopefully, you know, pray for, for some of these people that maybe they can turn their lives over to, to Christ as well through through something like like this, which would you know. All, all praise and glory to, to God. It's something that I never would have thought would be a possibility, you know, all these years later doing the podcast, but, um, yeah, you know, um, and, it's, and I definitely, you know, hope that, um, you know, God rich, richly, you know, blesses you. Um, uh, and like you said, you know, there are people reach out to you and say, I'm not Christian, but I do, I do enjoy still listening to you and maybe through you preaching the gospel to them. Uh, maybe they do hopefully, you know, by God's grace, you know, through their faith that they become born again, uh, you know, and, and, and it, it just, just, just one, just one person is a success, uh, especially yeah. in today's modern world, uh, right. you know, um, and, um, you know, it reminds me too, is, is, is Jesus Christ said in, in, uh, John, uh, 15, 
uh, 18. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they kept my saying, they would keep yours also. But all these things, all they will do to you, unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. So, you know, there will be rejection and persecution to come to those that preach the gospel because the world hated Jesus and God the Father first in rebellion. Uh, and so, um, but you know, it's, 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 it, it is what it is into total servitude to God, you know? Um, and so, you know, I, it, it's, it's going to get very interesting these next few years when I believe persecution finally comes to places like the United States of America, at least within the next decade or a little bit, maybe more, we're going to see it. Um, and, uh, you know, we have to remember that we are supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. And, you know, I think that you are walking that line, you know, and if, you know, God convicts you further, maybe, you know, you don't do it anymore, but I will say that I do believe God is using your knowledge of star Wars and your knowledge of pop, pop culture and geekdom, whatever you want to call it to now be able to boldly preach the gospel and to uh, do what we're commanded uh, by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the Great Commission. Uh, and I want to, you know, I'm very appreciative. I, you know, I want to thank you for all that you do for God and what you do for the body of Christ. And Kyle, I want you to tell everybody to buy the Fruits audience uh, where they may find your work, brother, where they may subscribe, where they may support you. Um, and def we'll definitely have you on again. Hopefully, you know, uh, Jeremy was bummed that he could not be here. Uh, we'll interview you again, hopefully, uh, very shortly again in the next few months so that he could definitely be here. And um, so I want to kind of give like a, like a, a prologue to everything before we really deep dive deep into, you know, your book, into your works and stuff like that, covering star Wars, you sure. know, where Jeremy can actually be here to be able to sure. join in, in the conversation. Absolutely. And, and yeah, we'll definitely be happy to talk more. I mean, there's even a lot of, of, of Kabbalah type stuff going on in some of the newer movies. Definitely next we'll time. Definitely dive next time, brother. Deep into that kind of stuff. So uh John, thank you so much for having me. Like you have you've been very encouraging to me, you know, as well. I really appreciate all of your um talking with you offline about all kinds of all kinds of stuff and, and questions and things I've had. You've been a very strong encouragement to me as a you know, I, I I've I said at the beginning, you know, I've kind of been around the church my whole life, but I I feel like I'm I'm a new believer. You know, I, I, I am a new, I'm a new believer in Christ and I have a lot of questions. I thought I knew, I thought I knew a lot just by being, being in church and being adjacent to this, to this, you know, this thing. Right. But, but actually being a, a, a full believer now, like I have a lot of questions and a lot of, you know, this and that. And John, you've been very, very helpful and gracious with your, with your time. So definitely thank you for that. Um, All glory to God, you, brother. You can um, find me on Twitter at conspiracy underscore Kyle. It's conspiracy with a K. Um, I'm on Instagram as well by the same handle, but I'm on there very, very infrequently. I'm not a big fan of that platform anymore, even even Twitter, but it's kind of a necessary thing um, to, to to spread the message right now. So um, that's where you can you can find me. And um, God bless everybody that that's listening. You know, I would encourage anybody that's listening, if you 
don't actively read the Bible, I, I strongly, strongly encourage you to. Um, I actually also have the, I, I listened to the audio book, uh, the audio version of it, the audio version of the King James Version New Testament. There's actually a version you can find. It's it's by by James Earl Jones, right? So there's your Star Wars tie-in, you know, ah. the voice of Darth Vader. Um, it, 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 it bugged me out when I first started listening to it, but it, that I don't even think about that anymore. Um, it's just you're listening to. He does have a very to, nice voice. He is a very strong orator. So great, great, great vocal, great vocal reading of the of the King James version of the of the New Testament. I listen to that pretty much every single every single day. Um, if so, if you don't have time to sit down with physical Bible and read, I definitely encourage everybody to 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 check that out. I've just been listening and listening to the gospels over and over, over and over again. You know, it's, it's one of those things where I don't have a great recall sometimes as far as memorization and things. Yeah. So, but I am just want to constantly immerse myself. Like the, as it says, you know, hide God's word in your heart that you may not sin against him. Um, so I definitely encourage everybody to, to read your Bible, listen to your Bible every day. Um, and, and, and thank you, John, so much for, for having me. I mean, God, God bless you, you and Jeremy. And, and this show has been a great source of encouragement to me. All right, everybody, that is it. Definitely follow Kyle, support Kyle's work. God bless everybody. Um, keep me and Jeremy and Kyle in your prayers. Uh, we pray to our, for our general audience as well. Uh, definitely, I agree with Kyle. Read your Bibles more. We all should be in prayer more. We all should in servitude to God the Father, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, take care, everybody. God bless, and we shall see you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Buy Their Fruits. May the Lord bless the giver, the gift, and the receiver. <laughs>